Hello everyone and welcome back to That's Lame, the equestrian podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Hello, hello everyone. I'm Joanna Thurman-Baker. I'm Evelina Shreve. <laughs> and welcome. <laughs> okay everyone, me and Evie are in a little bit of a giggly mood so this might be a fun podcast. But Evie, what has been going on in your week? Well, we went out last Saturday, didn't we? We did. We had a date with Tiny Temper. Oh, I had such a great time. Tiny Temper's tiny, I might add. I, have, I actually didn't see him at all. I have flashbacks from that night of me making that joke to people multiple times, being like, <laughs> he looks really tiny up there. <laughs> and that, it keeps me up at night. Because <laughs> I'm like, that wasn't funny at all. No, but he is actually really short. Sure. I didn't see him at all. I thought he was fantastic. I really enjoyed did it. Did you? <laughs> No, I actually had a really good time there because it was just like the classics, yeah. you know? Yeah, it was quite classic, yeah. People nowadays, they play like cool music or music they think's cool. They don't play like the... Written in the stars, pass The out. oldie but goldies, you know, from yeah. our generation. Yeah. yeah. They're the they, creme de la creme. slap. Yeah, so me and Evie, we went to Pub in the Park, which is Tom Carriage, who's a famous celebrity chef. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. I hope you're listening. <laughs> he lives near us. <laughs> <laughs> Because we live here, he lives here. <laughs> and anyway, he runs these things called Pub in the Park and our local town had one on. And we went and it was just really good vibes, like right by the River Thames. We had Pims. It was just, I mean, the Pims was extortionate. But oh my God. It was like, pounds. yeah, like lukewarm cucumber water for £12. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good time. We had good vibes. Yeah, I had a really good night. I mean, like... Evie had a really good night. <laughs> my, like, my insides are still like... <laughs> They don't feel well. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah, we got back at like what two, two thirty. Yeah, in the morning, it was just the which mixing. isn't particularly too late. But then I was on Simba by nine o'clock oh. in the morning. Yeah, I wasn't mm. tired at all. It, but for me, it was that I mixed so much alcohol because yeah. I'm poor. <laughs> I will drink anything that someone gives me. So I don't recommend that. I think riding at nine in the morning it really like prolonged my. <laughs> Oh. recovery because I felt good that day right and then on Monday I felt like really bad because I think oh. I just I just prolonged it also you're running on the adrenaline as well like the next morning I would say usually I think I might have still been drunk a little <laughs> bit I don't know but anyway Simba did great flying changes that day so Potentially it works. I, fe- I felt fine, like tiredness wise. Like I was, a- I was actually quite like awake. It was more like I was sweeping the yard, and I genuinely thought I was going to spew everywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, this doesn't feel good. But I think that was the mixing, which yeah. I won't do that next time. But I had that was such a fun time, and I think it set me up for having more of like a positive week. Oh, that's good. You know, like how before when we spoke about like loneliness within the industry or like socialising, and I was yeah. like, sometimes like even if you're really tired because working with horses is so full on, you need to actually put yourself out there and do something sociable, and often you'll feel more awake afterwards because you're more like upbeat. Yeah, doing something completely different to what we do every day. Yeah. Because as well, I would say that working with horses, it does actually give you quite a big adrenaline rush. Yeah. Often throughout the day, you know, like when you nearly fall off. Well, or... it's like that endorphin hit as well, because it's something that you enjoy. Yeah. But it's adrenaline and endorphins of like a completely different nature. Yeah. Yeah, it is quite uplifting. Mm. I used to find it exhausting in the past. What? Socialising? Yeah, my mm. social battery is like non-existent. I don't think mine's too bad. No, you're quite good in social situations. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> I like need a sit down. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. you're the sort of person you go to the bathroom at like a party and you just look in the mirror and you're like I can do this <laughs> yeah, yeah I can do this I can do this but yeah that was really fun what else is uh, anything lame this week oh I hit <laughs> Diane's <laughs> car <laughs> literally the day of the festival actually my, my uh, mum sent in a dilemma for us which is what do you do when you do a hit and run on your boss's car <laughs> I said I wouldn't know personally I've never done it <laughs> terrible yeah it's quite funny i was just in la la land i don't know i think because i had i did a half day so then i went home to get ready to then come back to the yard so we could go together and i think because i had so much to do before leaving excuse me can you put your phone on the island? <laughs> who's texting you i'm sorry let me see let me see oh what is it it's a saddle fitter oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because i had so much to do before then going home to get ready you know like how sometimes you go a bit manic where you're thinking about the next thing you need to do before you've actually even done the thing that you need to do in real time so I was in that sort of mindset but yeah I was like reversing out of Joanna's drive and like Taylor Swift blank space (laughs) was playing this is not Taylor Swift's fault and it was like screaming crying bang like looked to my right and I was like oh no and I like looked at my dog who's in the front seat and she like gave me such a huge side eye and I was just like oh no and I got out and assessed the damage and to be fair Diane's car's absolutely fine because it's a bloody tang yeah my car just like dented around (laughs) I've got like Diane's bumper like molded (laughs) on my on the front of my car now so that wasn't good yeah but I texted your dad and like I confessed but yeah it felt, <laughs> it felt weird because no one was at the house when it happened so I couldn't like go in and tell anybody so it did feel like a hit and run yeah and I felt like a bit dirty <laughs> driving home I was a bit like Ooh. I feel really like naughty but then like I sent a text so I was like um hello funny story <laughs> I hit Diane's car <laughs> naughty so that wasn't God. very good yeah what about you uh what's been lame oh my god I went and didn't into two Oh, oh my god. god that's that's not lame by the way everyone oh my god, i totally forgot about that that's not a lame just to clarify god how bad of me i so okay so i went and did an inter two with sirocco inter two is the level below grand prix so the highest level you can go oh big flex <laughs> major flex <laughs> uh but i went and did that with sirocco on last friday i didn't mention it in the podcast because i have slightly realized that things that we talk about we do actually then bring bad karma to ourselves in <laughs> many ways but it was really good actually yeah, he's I, a good boy. Yeah, I mean, he's literally Mr. Perfect. And I say it all the time, but he literally is. He's the easiest horse to take to a show like, that I've ever seen. Oh my God, he, he's exactly the same. Actually, he's potentially better he at a show. There. Yeah, at one point, again, you know, we're at Addington Manor. Shout out, love you guys. And the car park's huge. And I like got out of the lorry and Sorko was just standing there. No one was holding him. <laughs> the rope was just dangling on the floor. And I was like, um, okay. There was only like three people there. All three of them said how absolutely beautiful Sorko was and they just weren't wrong. And it's factually correct. Factually correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his training recently, he's been going so good that I thought, I've just got to go and do it. And I've said before that he isn't a particularly talented moving horse, which you do need for dressage, but he's so genuine and he's so easy that he's very easy to train. And whilst his movements won't get high scores, like eights or nines, it's it's all very genuine. And, you know, he would never 
let you down yeah kind of thing he's Mr. Consistent yeah he is so like we said in the last podcast actually about your scores when you move up the level should Uh, really stay consistent he's kind of always been like at PSG I say always I've probably done like four PSGs with him in his life I've also never done an into one I just you know jumped also the last competition I did with him was 10 months ago it was last August oh wow yeah I mean because he's so perfect as well he is very easy I don't ever feel like I need to take him out yeah and you never take him to a show and think oh like what's he gonna be like in this atmosphere or what's he gonna do this time round? yeah I actually found it quite interesting to ride because obviously I've been competing Simba quite a lot recently where I always have to be like slightly on the defense like always waiting to see like what's gonna what's gonna go down but with Sirocco I can just completely chill that's nice yeah it's so nice yeah so so like we were saying in the last podcast your scores should stay consistent so at PSG well kind of all the way up I've been getting 66 67 percent with him and again, I did an inch two and I got 67%, even yeah. though it's got like, you know, the added PF passage, full counter pirouettes, tempi changes, you know, all the work is a lot, lot more difficult. I'd say the jump from like small tour to big tour, so PSG to inch two and Grand Prix is potentially the biggest jump yeah, because you've got so many added elements to it. But he was just such a good boy, even though I had a major wardrobe malfunction. Oh, yes. I'm a literal nightmare, (laughs) I swear to God. This is where the bad karma is coming in to the podcast, in that... No, that this is a you problem, you want to okay, say. this is a me problem. <laughs> it's not calm. I'm just never prepared for anything. You know, I turned up to a show last year with, like, two left gloves. Yeah, and what did you do this time around? I didn't have any buttons on my tailcoat. <laughs> not a single button. So, so my tailcoat, it's covered in all of these, like, crystal buttons. I mean, I love it. Like, blind them with bling is my motto. Mm. But it didn't have a single button on it. And I was like, <laughs> like, what am I meant to do? Because obviously then it won't do up flapping in the wind yeah f- completely <laughs> go put my tailcoat on which is like the last thing you do before you get on and i was like oh golly gosh <laughs> <laughs> i can't do this up oh. and i had a real meltdown so anyway luckily for some miracle there was a elastic belt that was left in the lorry <laughs> that has been left in there for ages and every time i like empty a lorry because it's only like a four and a half tons like super small no living Every time I just see it on the floor and I'm like, I can't bother bring that in. And it's obviously because I was waiting for this moment. Because if I didn't have it, it would have looked so even more stupid. Yeah. I mean, it looked stupid as it was because I had to like put the belt like right underneath my chest. <laughs> so it made me look like so busty. And it Pop made it look it. like, like I had like this probably like hourglass figure like underneath a tailcoat. Josh probably thought you did it on purpose. <laughs> like to make your waist look like yeah. snatched. <laughs> Like Kim K vibes, because yeah. it made Skins. my it made my boobs like like massive because it was like all like the air was like going in. It was absolutely barbaric. But anyway, now you're starting a new fashion trend. Don't start that. Yeah, like, Joanna didn't wear buttons on her tailcoat, so I'm not wearing. I'm buttons not wearing buttons on my tailcoat. Okay. Oh my god. I promise I'm not the Regina George of the dressage world. But yeah, it was so good. So. Lovely. Lovely. Well what a great week we've had. <laughs> Jumping straight into dilemma number one. How to find the right horse. How to find the right horse. Uh, Impossible. (laughs) Blunt answer. Now, I think finding the right horse, there are lots of parallels with dating. (laughs) In that, like, you need to 
establish what you're looking for, then weigh up whether that's realistic, whilst also bearing in mind that you need to keep your type flexible. Oh. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Do you see what I mean? height, hair colour. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think it's very similar? Yeah. So if your type's like 16-3, dark bay gelding, then swipe right for those ones if you see an ad pop up. But don't just like X, you know... Your 15 hand ski boards. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Because I think a lot of people pigeonhole themselves in that they're like so set on a particular type of horse that they're actually failing to look at other horses that would be just as suitable for them. Yeah, or like a particular breed. Yeah. If they're like, no, I want that breed. Yeah, they're like, oh, I don't like cobs. I don't want one. Yeah. But they're looking for something like safe and riding club and, yeah, you know. Yeah, or like, oh no, I don't like Spanish horses. Yeah. But everything they're looking for is what a Spanish horse is. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So, okay, what is your dream horse? If money was no object, what's your dream horse to buy? I feel so mean because like, obviously Terry's like absolutely wonderful. But I would say that I need quite a big horse because I'm quite tall. Okay, but if... Terry came up on a dating app as a human. <laughs> would you? Well, no, because he'd be smaller than me. He'd be like a five foot five <laughs> redhead with wonky eyes. Yeah, and like really like, and a beard like, like punk music or like <laughs> what metal music or Does something. He? I didn't know Terry liked that. Yeah, yeah, beer belly. Terry listens to rugby. But also, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you still love him. Yeah, so well, maybe you should. That's what I'm Go saying. You it. need to keep your type open. Okay. I would say. Yeah nice that would be my first advice i mean what are your thoughts on how to find the right horse uh, yeah keep your type open i'd also say try and keep all avenues open in that you're always looking online always looking on facebook but also ask people because yeah, word of mouth is a great thing and don't feel any shame in just messaging like dealers or people that have previously had horses that have been the type that you want just message because the worst thing they can do is say no so yeah. just pester people until you find it yeah and you like you say you need to be looking on all fronts yeah. but i think word of mouth is probably the best i mean i got terry through a mutual friend through you <laughs> that i'm make the sense? mutual friend <laughs> no does that make sense if i said that wrong yeah no that no that makes sense yeah so and I'm actually friends with her now and we like talk often and that's really nice but I think that's like I'm so lucky to have that because it's like you know you knew the person you knew whether they were like reliable credible yeah you knew about the horse it it, that really helps so I think that's definitely ideal but some people just aren't in that position like that doesn't happen very often yeah so you do need to look online as well I feel like Facebook's like huge for selling horses now although you're not allowed to sell horses on Facebook I know so they put like four carrot emoji don't they yeah or or like looking for a new home emoji yeah yeah or or looking for a new postcode but they are everywhere on Facebook yeah they're literally everywhere yeah so actually if you're looking to find the right horse then potentially just join loads of groups on Facebook you know like we have like South South Oxfordshire riding club group or chit chat and tack and you know there's loads of like riding club groups or horsey groups or stuff like that and they often have lots of ads and then you'll be surprised as well how many people you have like mutual friends with like you might see someone and you're like oh i've never heard of this person you click on them and you're like oh they know so and so so." yeah yeah because then you can ask them about them i'd say the other end of the scale is if you're looking for if you've got a huge budget and you're looking for a super 
like high quality horse and you're potentially thinking about going back to Europe and stuff I would say again word of mouth be very careful about who you go out with yeah I'd be quite scared to go abroad actually I think to buy a horse like, yeah on my, on because my there are a lot of like agents I say that with like brackets that go out and buy horses and or like they take you abroad and they like take you to loads of different yards but I would be very careful about that because you will literally get rinsed yeah they'll either sell you the worst horse out of the string because yeah. they just want to get rid of it like not that it'll be a bad horse but it won't be the best quality one because they just want to start from the bottom don't they yeah or they'll be like oh yeah the horse is worth x amount and they've actually overpriced it because they're going to take x percentage of it yeah they they'll add something stupid like fifty thousand yeah. on top of it yeah and they won't tell you that no <laughs> yeah and also i'd be very careful about telling people what your budget is because then you know okay Let's say your budget is 20,000 and you say, okay, I want a horse that's, you know, worth 20,000. They'll bring out every eight grand cob at yeah. the back stables that they've got and they'll be like, it's 20,000. Yeah. So I would just be careful about yeah, that. Yeah, because actually loads of professionals, they don't put a price on a sales ad specifically for that reason. Yeah. Because then they're waiting to see what the prospective client says their budget is and then they'll they think oh i can get that for this horse then yeah yeah i'd say it's a it's a tricky world out there but it's um, a dangerous place okay <laughs> it's a dangerous place out there she's from australia <laughs> but yeah i would also say it's such fun though going and trying horses it's fun it? it's exciting it's also extremely tiring and exhausting and it can be very upsetting as well especially if you keep trying horse after horse after horse and it's just you know they don't pass the vet or you get you travel four hours and you get there and it's not what it was advertised to be like you said it's when you're dating and you just go through boy after boy after, after exactly boy, so i mean it's and they're so, all disappointing it's so similar they don't pass the vet yeah, they don't look like their picture. No. You get there and they've put up that they're 17 hands and you get there and you're like, mm, that's 16 to a push. You know? It's very similar though, isn't it? It is actually, yeah. But they, yeah. You don't actually buy men. Uh, I mean, it might be easier that way. <laughs> so maybe that's why we don't have any. Man quest. <laughs> Man quest. Man <laughs> That'd be ideal. Horse Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> but um but we've got a lady that's new to the yard who's brought her horse and it's taken her a year to find the right horse. Yeah, well it's taking us twenty five years and we're still single, so I thought you meant to find a horse. I was like, I've got one. Yeah, I think finding men's harder actually. Do you think? Yeah, because they can you know You can't send them back. No. Well you can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Sorry. Go You're back not to where you with came from. <laughs> Then you think horses you can't, you know, easily send back. Yeah, you yeah, okay. lumbered with them. Yeah, I suppose your boyfriend's men. Brain, you just put them just... in the bin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, I hope that answered your. <laughs> is there anything else to add? I don't think so. Oh, always take a friend. Oh yeah, but this is going more into like yeah, what, okay. how like if you want to know do's and don'ts for trying horses, then pop us a message and we'll be happy to discuss that as well. Because this one was basically just how to find the right horse, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because we know everything. But we could do do's and don'ts as well of trying horses. Stay <laughs> tuned, <laughs> everyone. So exciting. <laughs> Dilemma number two. Hi ladies, love the podcast. I was wondering whether you could help me with a co-worker of mine. She's the type to always turn up late but finish early and basically does the bare minimum. It means I end up doing more on the yard to pick up her slack. Help, what do I do? And that was with a question mark and an exclamation mark at the end. Wow. So she's panicked. 
She panicked. Uh, firstly, go and talk to your boss. Yeah. And potentially... Rat her out. <laughs> Snitch on her. I know, but if you're then ending up doing more, then... You can't do that every day. You can't do it. I think this is always really tricky, though, because for me, if I was close to the person, I would feel disloyal going to the boss straight away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because I'd feel like I was going behind their back and snitching on them. So I don't know, depending on, like, how close you are with the person, should you go up to them straight away first? And, like... I mean, I suppose it depends. If they are always running late and they always come in, like, with a reason... Or an excuse, or if they apologise for being late, then at least they're slightly aware of it that they are late. Okay, no, it's still not okay. But if they arrive late and just don't say anything, yeah, that's rude. That's really rude. And if they leave early, or like like on a yard situation, let's say you know you you work until five o'clock. Sometimes you can run over because jobs just do need doing. We've in the past, like when I was really young, we had one worker that would literally just leave on the dot. And then she'd message and be like, oh, haven't fed the horses, didn't have time. And it would be like, what? That is not the way around. Like it should be. No, and it's not with horses, but some people do see it as like, I clock in, I clock out. Whereas, you know, you kind of, you you should be able to do everything within work hours as long as it's reasonable. Yeah. But yeah, I would say it's quite tricky. Yeah, I just, I don't know whether she should go up to the person first and just be like I find it really difficult that you turn up late and leave early because it leaves me with like all the work yeah you could say that but maybe in like a nicer way than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah or maybe like crack a joke when she's late be like oh thanks for joining us like I don't know yeah oh that no that might be worse actually <laughs> thank you for joining us yeah, yeah. oh look who yeah. showed up <laughs> look what the car dragged in yeah I would say I've slightly had something like this when I worked on a different yard in that there was this like Thursday girl or something and I can't remember what her name was but she used to so in like our morning break she would go oh I'm not gonna have a lunch break I'm just gonna work through and then I'm gonna finish half an hour early and we'd be like okay but we're not doing that yeah so how's how's that gonna work because it was like jobs that need to be done like at the same time and all together and she was quite like a formidable person and she'd be like no that's what I'm doing because I get paid for these hours so I'm doing it like this and that made it really quite difficult because then it wasn't a team setup and she wasn't kind of working in the team she was she'd still get everything done but again like some certain things like for example we'd still be riding and she'd be feeding Whereas if she had had her lunch break and had, you know, finished at the right time, we wouldn't have been riding when the other horses would be being fed. So it just makes, it made like the day and the job more difficult and you kind of felt like a little bit out of sorts. And because she just randomly announced it at like 10 o'clock in the morning that she'd be finishing early, we'd always be like, wait, what? We kind of like would throw our day off. So it was quite difficult to deal with. So I can sympathise with this person. I mean, what did you do? Did you just not? Do I just quit that job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's um, kind of true though that that's not. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I think in the end, me and the other coworker who were there like full time, we went to the boss and we were like, "This doesn't really work." You know, her picking and choosing her hours when we don't do that. That's a good idea, actually. Maybe this person, I don't know the size of the team, but if you have other coworkers as well that are similar to you, then maybe go to them about it and be like, "Oh, have you noticed that?" so and so is always late and like doesn't really do that much around the yard 
world and see what they say because if they're like oh yeah it's really annoying or really inconvenient then maybe together you could report to the boss but if they're like oh I don't really care then you might be a bit like oh maybe I'm over exaggerating yeah I mean I'd love it if people who have like an office job and have experienced something similar to this could oh they definitely would have it's literally everywhere yeah it's everywhere like you know when you do like school projects and like one person just does not contribute group projects at uni are the worst and you'd get like a percentage for like participation as well but it wasn't like based on the individual wait no actually it was quite beefy in that you could um for some group projects you could rank how involved that person was in the project and then your participation percentage which contributed to your grade would be based on like your group like that your co-workers if you like no way yeah so like if there was a person in the group that basically did absolutely nothing you'd give them like a one out of five and like all the others would as well but that was quite good though because it was like yeah a barrier for that i mean people still do it anyway because people are just lazy and they probably don't care if they're gonna get a bad you know participation grade i mean potentially what you could do is you could request like a staff meeting every month and just bring up like appraisals it's called like work appraisals aren't they okay (laughs) <laughs> I just looked at you so blank then. Yeah, you could do that and you could potentially say at that meeting, don't like, you know, rat someone out, but just be like, you know, I've noticed like a couple of people aren't turning up like quite on time and I find it a little bit difficult, X, Y, Z. Yeah, Explain you don't have to necessarily say the, the name because you could just sort of yeah. like say it and then like look in the head, I <laughs> Death glare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And say it like that and then see if that improves their lateness or their earliness to leave. It is hard though, but they're everywhere like we were saying i think every yard could probably be like oh yeah i mean not us our team's just like off the scale (laughs) (laughs) am i the lazy co no No, i'm the lazy co-worker i don't think i'm the lazy co-worker i think i work quite hard actually yeah you work quite hard i'm out in those fields yeah i'd say i feel like the lazy co-worker especially at the moment but i just my back just can't cope with things at the moment. yeah like the other day i felt really bad because i just drove the quad and was poo picking <laughs> and i, I felt like a slave really trader. <laughs> bad i know i was like oh god but anyway is there anything else that, other than that i don't think so like you just need to sort of what i would say actually maybe if we discuss what not to do is not say anything yeah because don't it, just remain quiet no because like as well you're just going to repress that and it's going to become like bitterness and like ill feeling and then you're going to project it onto like other people on the yard i think you have to be sort of open and true to yourself and confront the issue because if you just let it slide it's going to build up yeah don't let it manifest no it's just that is not the right thing to Get do it off your chest man and if you're sort of scared to voice it then maybe question actually like the security of your team yeah and like the stability of your team because if you're in a solid team you should feel as though you're able to voice your opinions and be truthful and if you can't do that then that's a weakness red flag red flag flag. but yeah also let us know what you do yeah not easy Did you see the video of the winner of the handbag derby who takes his hat off and throws it as soon as he clears the last fence? No. Yeah, he literally, he jumps the derby. Well, he's on the horse and he throws his hat off. Yeah. His helmet. Yeah, his helmet. You'll have to buy another one. I know. <laughs> derby classes are wild as well. Yeah, but I wouldn't throw my helmet. Imagine if that, like, really backfired and it hit somebody and knocked them out. It'd look I know. really silly. <laughs> yeah, because there was so many people in the arena. Have you have you ever seen, like, Higgs said Derby? Yeah. 
it's wild, man. The yeah. fences are huge. Yeah, they are gigantic. It's like the cross country of show jumping. Mm. It's crazy. And the bank they go down. It's wild. Absolutely nuts. I think we should go take Sir Darby this yeah. year. <laughs> what, take the horses? <laughs> take the horses. Be interesting. Yeah, just, uh, Definitely bring the spectators Stroke in. would do it. But... Yeah, it was wild. Literally, he jumps the last fence, unclips his hat, and whoosh, I think that's it. so silly. But he I was really... so happy. Yeah, but but you know, like show your happiness in another you know, way. Like, um, men when they win, they have to shake their hat off to like shake hands and shit like that. Yeah, but they don't lob it in across the arena. This guy does. He could literally have done some serious damage. I know. <laughs> to somebody. That's like. Why doesn't he do what um, Frankie Dettori does? The the. Oh, what, just jump off. The jockey where he like full <laughs> yeah, body yeah, jumps yeah. off. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean it was a form of celebration, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I just I don't approve the hat throwing. Okay. Well, I watched Sorry. the video because it's it's a cool video. Yeah, I will watch it. Hand. Also, his horse is like bucking. I was just doing it. I love. I used to love the show jump horses that would buck like in between every fence when I was a child. I was always like, I want to ride that one. (laughs) (laughs) I want that one. Bringing it full circle back to the beginning of this podcast when we were talking about Tiny Temper. Uh, Yes. I posted like a story tagged Tiny Temper in it. I I tagged. Did he see it? (laughs) I tagged the wrong account. I didn't know what I was doing. I was very drunk when I uploaded it. Very sorry. Tiny Temper. Tiny Temper. But someone replied to it the next day and they were like, oh my God, have you seen this? person's freestyle that she did to tiny temper in like 2008 and i was like no because no, i was like 10 at the time but it was so funny and i was like wow iconic tiny was my favorite yeah go tiny okay but we need to finish this now because i need to go make dinner okay what are you making i'm gonna make like a caprese salad Ooh. with bacon and oh nice i've got some focaccia 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 is it I always say focaccia. I don't know how you say that I word. I don't know how you say that word. But I word. say focaccia. Focaccia? Focaccia. Focaccia. But I'm going to do that. Stunning. Yeah, because I feel like it's summer now, you know? It's salad season. Salad season's here. <laughs> I love salad season. We don't do hot girl summer. We do salad season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, It's a shame, isn't it? It's a real shame. It's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame, man. It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That's Lame. Yeah, thanks everyone. We've been your hosts. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Love you, bye. Bye. <laughs>